Hello, everyone, and welcome to Vibrant Life Allies, the podcast that teaches you about coaches, what they do, and how they can help you live more vibrantly. As always, I'm your host, Lisa, the Life Coach. Today, I have an amazing guest for you, business coach Michelle Hartsman, and she does, as the title says, she helps people with their business, um, mostly online coaches and service providers. But it was just a great episode about how to grow your business. But also we talked about, you know, confidence and showing up authentically, which is key in business, career, life, in everything you do. It's, it's very important. And since that is important for everyone, I encourage you all to listen to the episode, whether you are an entrepreneur or you want to become one or not, because there's definitely valuable things to be learned from this episode. So I will leave you to that. And, um, you know, feel free to reach out, send me a message, DM me on Instagram, and let me know what you learned from this episode. And just go out and live more vibrantly. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Vibrant Life Allies. I have another amazing coach for you today, but I will, as always, let her introduce herself. Hi, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. My name is Michelle Hartsman. I have been in the online coaching space for almost four years now, and I am an online coach that helps female entrepreneurs grow and scale their businesses to six figures and beyond, but in a really authentic way, helping them use their voice and grow organically online by just owning who they are. Amazing. That's a big, I think, struggle for a lot of people in the online in the online space trying to to find that authentic voice and something that feels right and also helps them, you know, to grow the business the way they want. Yeah. I mean, we live in such a day and age where we pop on social media and we think that we have to be like somebody else in order to grow our businesses and our brands. And the biggest thing that I help my clients with and my message, I guess my biggest message today for those listening is that the more yourself you are, the more people will actually trust you and want to be inside of whatever you're doing because you're a real human. And I think more than anything, we're creating that human connection because we have so much at our fingertips with social media. Right. Absolutely. So before we really dig into that and to all that you do, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Like, how did you get here? What's your story? Yeah, I love hearing people's stories because we all start somewhere, right? We didn't just wake up one day and have wildly successful businesses. Um, So for me, long story short, I was working in oncology and hematology. So that's cancer and blood disorders prior to being my own boss. Um, And I always knew I loved helping people. That was like what I was put on this earth to do. However, I didn't love working for somebody else. I hated requesting vacation. I hated requesting time off and feeling like, I could only do as good as somebody told me I could do, and it felt really restricting. And so in my mid-20s, I was working there for about four years, and I had decided, you know, there's more for me. I want to help people in a different way. And so at that point, I had decided to start a business. I'm going to preface this with letting you know I was living in my mom's basement. <laughs> it was, I didn't just start with tons of money to have a business like I think many of a struggle to do. So I was in my mom's basement. I took money from my savings to start this business. I started part-time and grew from there. But the biggest thing that I can say is I led with passion, passion to help people and took that from my full-time job and kind of really embodied that into my business, which now four years later has really paid off. Amazing. And you know, that that's a really 
a really good story for you to give that background of, of where you were when you started, because a lot of people have self-limiting beliefs around, you know, this is where I am right now. I, I can't afford this or I can't do this because of, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever the reason is. But like you said, you know, you were in your mom's basement and you had this other job and you, you started part time and then you just followed your passion and grew into it. Yeah, I think something that's frowned upon in the industry is having another job outside of your business. However, what if we could look at that as this is almost like my business tooth fairy, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today had my other job not helped me fund the startup of my business. And so sometimes we are working that nine to five and that five to nine to really grow and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. I, (laughs) I totally understand that because I'm still doing both you know, full-time, I I work full-time. And when people ask, I have to, I have to, you know, self-coach because it's like, you don't want to say that you still have it. (laughs) No, you're not supposed to still have that job. You just leave it. Like, but there's still value for me there. So I'm not leaving. (laughs) Agreed. And I think it also makes us more abundant, right? Like working that nine to five, there's money coming in and there isn't all this worry and stress that sometimes if we leave a job too soon, or if we decide I'm just going all into my business and maybe we're not actually ready yet, or even want to do that, that there's all this scarcity and lack because we did something we maybe weren't quite ready for. Right. That's very true. There is, you know, important mindset work that has to be done in the business on the whole aspect of sales, especially for people I know, like in our industry, when we just want to help people. So the sales part can be very difficult. And you can, if you need the money, if this is your only thing going, it can be even more hard because you feel desperate and salesy (laughs) because that, and that's how you're showing up because that's how you feel. But if you are fortunate enough to have that other job, that kind of helps you have space to work through that before it is more kind of dire. Like this is all I have. <laughs> right, exactly. And I find that that's exactly where we're at in the space of we want to help people. And I find so many of us get in this place of I want to help people. That means I can't really make money, right? And so right. I'm a firm believer that we do get to help people and we do get to make money doing it. You know, but it can be on your own terms, and whether that's full-time, part-time, or whatever that looks like for you. Exactly. It looks different for different people at different points in their journey. So obviously you help people, you know, growing and scaling their business. Is there any other like particular common things that the people you work with have, you know, are they women or are there a certain type of business, anything like that? Yeah, I work primarily with women. I'll have the one male or two come in every now and then to my courses and stuff. However, primarily work with female entrepreneurs. And outside of, you know, the female entrepreneur, I primarily work with coaches, health coaches, mindset coaches, life coaches, and then your service providers. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I like that you help the service providers as well. You know, I feel like they get overlooked um, in the coaching industry where there's so many coaching programs, right? This is for the coach. This is for the coach. And I have so many like wedding planners and VAs reach out to me. And it's really just interesting when they go through maybe programs or courses that a lot of it is geared towards coaches. But at, at the end of the day, business is business, right? So if we're wanting to grow and scale online, it'll just look different for the type of business owner, but it's a matter of just teaching them that proper strategy for them. 
Right. Absolutely. I've met so many amazing VAs and social media managers and, and things like that um, in the coaching industry. And I'm just always like, I want to help you all. So I'm glad that to hear that you coach them as well. That, that's pretty, that's pretty interesting. So then what are some of the common things that you're helping these women with? Yeah, so I love sales and you kind of touched on that just previously of sales can feel icky and slimy and gross. And I I don't believe that. When I first started, of course, I felt that way. However, you know, through my years, I've really mastered sales and just the art of selling, which is really having a conversation. And that. I want to help women just embody in themselves of trusting themselves enough, whatever they're offering is good enough, whatever they're selling and putting on social media is good enough. And all they have to do is talk about it, believe in it, show up for it, and people will buy it. Now, I know that that sounds way easier said than done. But the thing with sales and selling is if you believe, they believe. And that's the a little bit of the psychology behind sales is that if I believe first, other people will believe me because there's no reason for them not to unless I tell them not to believe me. Right, exactly. And I think that is something that a lot of people do struggle with, getting past or finding a way to not look at it as as sales. And so, you know, like you're saying, it's it's when you're confident in what you have that that you're not showing up as salesy. So, you know, that's a shift I made was to start thinking like I'm not selling a product. Right. I have something and I'm making an offer. I'm offering something to someone, you know, and to me, that's a different mindset than I'm selling it. Right. And the knowing that when somebody buys that their life is going to change in some way, shape or form, whether that's, you know, fixing their mindset or giving them more hours back in their day, whatever service you provide, it is going to help someone. And that deserves to be a transformation that's paid for. Right. And, you know, and that's a, another part I think that's important to that process is being confident in what you have to offer. And then you put it out there. And if that person, you know, if that works with them, you change their lives. If it doesn't, then they're on their journey and you're on yours. It's okay. Right. And that somebody's no doesn't mean that your offer is not good enough. Exactly. And then no is not always permanent. Like no sometimes do become yeses. Yeah, more often than not, usually. <laughs> so and what is something else then that the sales mindset, what is something else that, you know, your entrepreneurs struggle with? Yeah, owning who they are, you know, and owning their voice. And so, so often I see in the online space, like, of course, we want to share client testimonials and we want to own that our clients are getting this amazing results and we're showing up for them and we love them. However, what I don't see enough of are coaches and entrepreneurs just owning that they were the one that helped them get there. And so owning your craft, owning that you're good at what you do, talking about how successful you are, talking about your milestones, especially for women. I think for so long, we thought that we shouldn't share our success. We shouldn't share how much money we're making. We've kind of muted ourselves. And so it's this uncomfortable place that we're in of, I don't want to be too big. I don't want to say too much. I don't want to brag. But ultimately, if you don't tell me that you're good, I don't know. Because so often Mm. we wait for other people to tell us we're good, right? Like other people to brag on us and give us our praises. But if I'm watching you on social media and you tell me how good of a coach you are and your clients got these results because they invested in you, 
all of a sudden you're such an authority to me and all and my mind shifts and I think, wow, she's so good at what she does. And again, I believe you because you told me. Wow. Yeah. I've actually never, never heard that. So I'm sitting here, you know, I'm supposed to be leading this, leading this interview here. <laughs> and I'm just like trying to absorb this and and think of of how that applies. That's that's very interesting. And I think part of that belief is from that same thought that we had that we can't say that is other people are like, oh, she, she wouldn't say that, <laughs> you know, so it must be true. She must be amazing. Yeah. Like In the industry, you know, we all want this growth and this quote unquote clout of people thinking we're a big deal, but that starts with us, right? That's true. That's very true. Instead, everybody, I think when people are willing to step into that space, it's always to say, you know, I help people make X money or I had made X money last month. And so I know a lot of people that that I work with and I've talked to that they struggle because they're like, it's the 10K month. You're not good until you make that 10K month. And it's like, no, <laughs> you could be great. And you might not have had a 10K month yet. That statement, it's like so, so popular in the online space, but we almost have to think when we start to believe that about ourselves, of like, oh, I'm not good enough until this, but who made that up? Like who, <laughs> who's, who's the guru in our industry that said you're not good enough until you hit 5k or 10k, or I can't take you seriously until you hit whatever amount of money. It's just, no one made that rule. We just put ourselves in this box and then we sit there and we believe that and we limit ourselves because of it. Right. And that means so many different things to so many different people. Some people are just selling packages. Some people are selling programs. And so like, you wouldn't even know what that 10K came up with. I could have a $5,000 package. So I could have signed two clients, right? (laughs) And you signed 10 or 15, but you had a 6K month. Well, like who's doing better? You you can't tell. And it doesn't matter. Exactly. And you know, and that's also like the transparency in the industry too. You'll see a lot of numbers flashing around, but then you won't see the actual stigma of like someone says 30K day, but that was in sales. And really they made, you know, I don't know, 3000 in cash that day. It's very different. But what we tend to do is we see those numbers flashing at us every day. And if we aren't at that stature yet, we decide we're not good enough just because we read it. Right. We're like, oh my gosh, I would never be able to make 30K in a day. So I, I must be horrible when, I mean, they could be selling year packages, exactly. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, they just sell like two packages for a year. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And they just didn't give you those details. And all of a sudden we decided, oh, well, I'm not good enough and I can't share my story today. Exactly. We get caught up on the wrong metrics and it comes back to, like you were saying, just that confidence in who we are and then our own voice and how that's going to reach our audience, our people that, that we are meant to help. Right. And I'm a firm believer. I heard somebody said this to me. I think it was year one of my business that what is for me won't pass me. And so all I can control is the way in which I show up to my community, the content that I put out and the way in which I support and serve my clients. Outside of that, I can't control much else. So why am I going to try to and exhaust myself? Right, exactly. So then I think these are very important, that sales mindset and then owning your own voice it, you know, in the space. So 
Like, what are some of the ways that people can learn to own their own voice and to be confident? Yeah, I think, I mean, this is a base, not this, not basic, it's important, but branding. And I mean, I think we hear that term so often branding, but I, I like to look at it outside of just like your brand colors, but also like, who are you and what do you stand for? What are your beliefs? What are you going to put up with? What are you not going to put up with? And really bringing yourself to life online, wearing, you know, the clothes that you want to not curating yourself or changing yourself because somebody else told you to, whether that was a mentor or a family member, something you were watching on social media, is bringing yourself to life fully inside of your brand. If you're somebody that curses, curse in your content, because guess what? You will start to attract those people that really stand for the person that you are and what you stand for in your business and want to learn and grow with you. But so often we we filter ourselves and that hides our voice. That's, that hides who we are ultimately. Right. Which, you know, causes trouble for us down the the road feeling confident because instead we're we're always putting on a performance really instead of just being ourselves so it's hard to be confident when you're thinking of it as oh I have to perform instead of I just go out there and show up as myself and the right people will connect with that right right and not just the success right like share you know, I think some of the most successful people in our industry are the ones that share the dark side too. share when you're working through some tough stuff or the, the bad investment you made or the debt that you just got yourself out of, like humanize yourself as much as possible, because that's a part of authenticity. And I promise the sales will be easier when you do it, but also the lead generation will be easier when you're more human. And people will literally say, I, I came to you because you're a person and you're not just this fake statue online that has nothing wrong with them. Right. Absolutely. And I think that's, you know, crucial for coaches is to have that, that humanity that people can relate to and see like, Oh, they know they've been through what I've been through, but you know, it's also interesting. I I see a lot of people in other industries selling things and, online in the online space. And, you know, even if you're offering a product, right, instead of like a coach, you know, if you're just throwing it up there and like on sale, buy this, well, there's, there's millions of other people who are doing the same thing, same product. So when you show up with that as a person, like, why this product? What has this product done for me? And that's why I'm bringing it to you. Um, people connect with that. And then that's when they want to, to work with you or to buy from you. Exactly. And you, you know, you think about it, like in the fitness industry, there's so many different fitness apparel lines we could buy from. And we could all sit here for a moment and think about why do we buy from certain ones? And it's probably because we like the way that they're showing up their mission. Maybe they're donating every time they have a huge launch and you really support that or whatever they stand for. And the people behind the brand and the business is why you're buying from them, not Sometimes it's the cute clothes, but I think it goes further than that. Right. Exactly. I mean, if you walk into a store and you see a section of cute workout clothes and then, you know, next to it, you see a section and it's Carrie Underwood's cute workout clothes. You're like, oh, she's so cute and sweet. (laughs) You know, you're going to go look at her stuff. So that doesn't just work for celebrities. When you have, you know, your own business, that's something that people are looking for is something more than just product, you know? 
Especially nowadays. It's no longer like social media has changed. Um, it's no longer just posting a caption or posting a photo or getting on your story and people buying. They're again, they're buying from you. They're buying from the things your clients say about you. And again, the more human and real you can be, people are gonna they're gonna be attracted to that and they're gonna choose you over somebody else that might be doing the very same thing just because they connect with you more. Right. And that's you know, I think that's important because people are like there's so many coaches out there, you know, how do I stand out? Is there even room for me in the industry? It's like, yeah, when you show up as yourself and you're not trying to be like the other coaches, you're just being you, there's billions of people in this world. There's people who are just, they're going to be attracted to you showing up as your authentic self. Exactly. And something I always like to remind myself, even no matter what level we're at, I think those thoughts creep up of like, well, will this continue to grow for me? And will more people come and want to buy from me? I always like to remember my own buying patterns of like why I've bought from certain people and why I continue to invest in certain people. And it's because I like them. (laughs) As basic as that sounds, it's because I like them and they've done or they're doing something that I admire and aspire to do. And so if we can think about it, even in such basic terms, that's why people are going to buy from you. That's so true. (laughs) It can even go to, I was thinking for myself, like to a negative point. I know there are people whose services that I I no longer needed or just, you know, I tried it and it wasn't really the ROI wasn't there or what have you. And I just liked them so much that I would keep them on and keep paying them for a while because I was like, I just like them. I just, I want them to have my money. (laughs) Exactly. It changes things when you're like, I just like them. I just want them in my community in some way, shape or form. Right. Yeah. So that that's what I try to do in that situation. Like, let's just switch this to how else can I support you? I've noticed being out in the industry and maybe for you, maybe not your clients, but I just want to support so many people and not just through coaching. You know, I start seeing people like, oh, let me let me promote this person's graphic art, you know, and things like that. And I think that that's a beautiful part of the business community that people don't talk about a lot is some of the connections that you make, you know, online with essentially strangers, but you're supporting each other, you know, in everything. I agree. I think, I think it's necessary. And this is something that's definitely not talked about in our industry enough is entrepreneurship's lonely. It's not, not many people in my own personal life really understand even what I do. They just know I run a business and they're like, the high five, good job. I see you're crushing it, but they have no idea really what goes into it. They just don't really understand me, which is all well and good. But I think the connections we can make and the collaborations and the really rising of one another, sharing each other's services and products. And even what we're doing today, being on this podcast, you know, we'll, I'll be able to share to my community and you'll be sharing to your community. And that rises, we get to rise together. And I think that's, it's necessity for growth. Right. And, and it comes from an abundance mindset, you know, when you know that you can all rise together, that there are people out there for each of you, right? It's not a competition. You, you can all be successful. And then I like what you said about entrepreneurship being lonely because, you know, I think a lot of people do try to start the side hustle or start their own business and, they don't really have anyone to talk to about it. And I think many times not having that support or understanding of someone who's been there can lead them, you know, to quit 
because when you see online, you're seeing all those posts about those 10K months and you're not surrounded maybe by people who are like, no, there's months where I just cry into my ice cream all alone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, the family members that are like, you're going to make how much money and they laugh at you. And it's like, that's not how the world works. Money doesn't grow on trees. You know, there are so many standard beliefs and what in entrepreneurship, what we're doing is very unconventional, you know, and it's not the norm. It's not the standard. We don't have any cap and we can see what's possible with, but most people are very kind of narrow minded where it's like, you know, you go to school, you get a degree where you get a job out of high school and that that's what you do. And it pays the bills. And I I grew up that way. I thought I'd get a job and it would just pay the bills and that would be my life. And many are okay with that. But if we're, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, obviously you're not okay with such a typical standard life and you want more for yourself. Most people just don't understand it, but it also doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. Right. That's true. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you're not grateful for what you have. You just have other outlets that you want to explore. But that that's kind of funny. I, I know that my parents have always really just wanted me to be successful, but for them, that just meant making it enough money that I would be taken care of. And so those were some things that I worked through with my coach when I, you know, first found coaching myself, which was very good because when I started this business, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, my parents are going to be thrilled. They're going to be like, you own your own business. You have podcasts. And so I, I, you know, go up to them and I tell them and I'm all excited and they're like, oh, okay, well, that's nice. What's a podcast? Mm-hmm. Like they just had no understanding of, of it, any of it. And so it, it was, you know, it, I, I was glad that I was at a spot where I could just laugh and be like, well, it's okay. It means that I'm doing something I enjoy and I'm happy. <laughs> exactly. And, that, you know, eventually they'll get it. Even my story is very similar. You know, both my parents, they had no idea what I was doing. They're like, you're starting a business. What are you going to do? <laughs> and it wasn't until I think it was two years after I filed my taxes tax returns that my mom was like, Oh, wow. Like you like make money doing what you're doing. Like I'm proud of you. But it was like, she needed the two years behind me and she needed the tax returns literally in her face to be like, I still don't really understand, but like, good job. Right. If they, yeah, if they don't understand it, they, they need something in, in their own language. But so that's important to know for those people out there, you know, trying to work and build their own business or thinking of starting one that other people might not understand, but that doesn't have to stop you. It doesn't mean that you're crazy or you shouldn't do it. Exactly. Even in partnerships, it's one thing I hear all the time is, oh, my spouse doesn't support me, but do you support you? And I'm not going to sit here and speak for everyone. I know everyone's in different situations, but if you have a dream and you know that, you know, you want more for your life, just start it it doesn't have to be huge right away and you don't even need to invest right away. There's so many free resources out there, but just start. Right. That is definitely the first thing. Start taking action. You know, if it's something that you want, don't, don't worry about what other people think about it. Right. Mm -hmm. That's something that we get very caught up on, but it's interesting because other people are all doing what they want. <laughs> and then when it comes to us, it, it's it's different. It's like, well, no, I can't. <laughs> right. We're our toughest critics. Exactly. So other than, you know, working with you, which we'll talk about a little more in a, in a moment, what are some things that that you would say to the listeners or that they could work on right now if 
they, you know, are interested in starting a business or they have a business and they're, you know, struggling with maybe sales mindset or showing up? Is to keep going. Um, Again, like normalizing the struggle, I think, is because at every level, whether you're just starting or you've been in this for a little while, or even if you're crushing it, there's always struggle. And, you know, I've heard it said many different ways, new level, new devil, or up level upset, right? I like that. Yeah. And it'll stick with them too. Anytime you do something new, there'll be resistance around it. Anytime you do something that's uncomfortable, you're going to feel real resistance around it. And you might feel weird about it. And it might feel like, oh my gosh, what am I getting myself into? Lean into that fear, lean into the uncomfortable because that, I mean, business ownership is a bit uncomfortable, but behind that is the growth. You're going to do so many things you've never done before, but that will ultimately get you closer to your goal. Absolutely. That's so true. I love that. Lean into the the uncomfortableness. And I was talking with someone today about that. Actually, it's important to know that it is uncomfortable, right? You're growing, you're doing something new. And it's important to know on top of that, that you're not going to be perfect, that there is going to be that level of struggle. And I think what's important about like you said, normalizing that and seeing that is because when you add on top of that, you know, the anxiety, the perfectionism, the fear of rejection, you're putting that much more weight on your shoulders why you have to go through this struggle. So it doesn't have to be that much of a struggle and that painful if you realize that everybody struggles with it and you are going to fail and that's okay. Exactly. You know, fail fail fast and keep going, right? Like when you fall off your bike as a kid, you get back on the bike, even though your knees are scraped, you keep going. Exactly. That's a good example. I always like to picture like the tiny babies when they're first walking and they take that step and they just light up, right? And they're just thrilled. And then they fall and sometimes they just look confused. Sometimes they look confused and then they start bawling, but then they just, right? They just get up and just do it again. And you know, years later, you're running all over the place and you wish you could sit down and, and not walk for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that's really the same in business. You, you, sometimes you'll miss the quiet times where you were like, oh, now I have all these clients to take care of. And, you know, there's a lot expected of you. And sometimes you'll you'll miss the quiet times because that's growth. Right. I love new new level, new devil. I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so having that desire to keep going and not giving up because, you know, knowing that the struggle is normal, that's really important. Is there anything that they can do to help, you know, build that resilience and that, you know, stick to it? Yeah. I mean, I think for anyone out there that might be struggling with that consistency and just doing things, something I share with my clients often is less thinking, more doing. There's always going to be this fear that comes up and this need to be perfect, but perfectionism is literally just a wall to protect you from what you're terrified of. And so when, when that need to be perfect or the avoidance is coming up, do more, think less, because you'll just be proud that you actually got it out there and it won't be as bad as you're making it in your head. I promise you. (laughs) Right. Exactly. No, that, that is very, a very good point and great advice. I think it's important to know our reasons and our wants and our thoughts behind things. But I do see a lot with the perfectionists. They know what they want to do. Right. And they get to that point and then they're not doing the action. Like you said, they're just thinking about it. All that could go wrong. 
<laughs> and just all these things, how horrible it could be instead of just like, but you don't know, you've thought about it. It's time to just do it. Yeah. And even taking that and asking yourself, okay, I know all the things that could go wrong. What's everything that could go right if I do this? And lean into that side, you know, so often we don't launch the program or we don't create the new offer because of all the things we created that could go wrong. But like, what if it all goes right? And what if you max out the program and you get too many applications or everyone wants to work with you? Couldn't we focus our energy there? That's so true and perfect because I'm actually wearing my, but what if it works sweater today? (laughs) Because I made this because that was something that, you know, I had gotten from my first coach. We always think of all that could go wrong, but, but what if it works and, and let that, those feelings and thoughts motivate you to try it because you're never going to get those things if you don't take that action. Exactly. So I think a lot of people are probably listening and they're excited about everything you've said. And they're like, oh yes, that's so right. Confidence being myself. I want to grow my business. That's great. But then they're, they're probably also thinking, but how? So how do they reach out to you so that you could help them with this if that's something they're interested in? Yeah, I am super easy to find. And I made that very easy on purpose. I am Michelle Hartsman on Instagram and on Facebook. And then I do have a free Facebook community, the Brave and Fierce Online Entrepreneur. Um, I'm a firm believer of being brave and fierce and stepping into, again, that power of who we are. So you can always just send me a DM. I'm more than happy to chat with you. It's always me on my Instagram. I want to preface that. You'll always be hearing from me. I'll probably voice memo you. Um, you can reach me on Instagram, Facebook, or in my free group. Awesome. That's that's good. I love when people have so many ways to, to just reach out and communicate. And so what do you have? What kind of you know offers or programs do you have going right now for these people that are interested in working with you? Yeah. So I do work with you know, coaches at many different levels. And so I do have a high level mastermind called Brave and Fierce Elite Mastermind. We're starting in January, 2021. Um, But what's coming is one of my infamous courses, one of my favorite courses to put out there is called Fierce Visibility, which is very much so what we talked about today. It is a self-paced course. However, there's open Q&A. You can always communicate with me inside the course, which is really bringing you and your brand and your voice to life and getting visible because we want people to work with us. They need to know how to find us and they need to know how to see us. And, you know, some of the science behind it, our tonality, the way that we're showing up and having people really connect with us online. Right. Absolutely. I, when you said it's real easy for me, it's, you know, at my name, I had that same thinking when I set up all my stuff and then, you know, later I have podcasts and I'm on podcasts and I'm right. Nobody listening is going to be like, Oh yeah, I'm going to go find Lisa Oglesby. (laughs) Like, how do you, how do you, how do you spell that? Um, So yeah, be visible and also have a place where people can actually find you. (laughs) Spell it out. (laughs) Spell it out. So that's fantastic. Fierce visibility for sure. That sounds super interesting. So I know that a lot of people who are listening are probably very excited and ready to reach out to you. So they heard your, your information. We'll also put you know, everything in the show notes so you can find it there and people can reach out to you. Do you have any last words, not to put you on the spot, but anything you'd like to say before we go? Just keep going. Not one person in this industry is better than you are, no matter what level you're at. We all had a day one. We all have a day 50. We all have a day 400, I don't know, and 35. 
keep going. And it's just non-comparable. You, your business, your journey, where you start and where you go, it's just non-comparable to what anyone else is doing. So keep doing what you set out to do, follow your passion, your purpose, and keep going. Absolutely. And, you know, usually in the coaching space, it's because you've had your own experience. So whether you use some of the same tools or coaching techniques as other people, that's one thing, but you're bringing your own experience that you went through and how you use those tools and how they worked for you. So, I mean, that's an insight that someone can only get from you. So there's definitely a, a space for you in, in the industry and there's nothing to, to compare because no one else is you. Exactly. There's only one you and only one you that people can buy from. Exactly. And there's only one Michelle Hartsman. And I really hope that people will take that step and reach out to you and then work with you because it sounds like you can get their business to the next level. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for being here. Reach out to Michelle if this is something that has resonated with you and you're excited and interested to grow your business. And just go out there and live vibrantly.